Welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. CEO podcast. I'm Darren. And I'm Kim. And we are going to be talking everything family business. And marriage. And marriage. And family. And family. And any other adventure. Ooh, do we really have to share all this? Yeah, we do. You got to hear it all. It's crazy. So buckle up. And hold on. And enjoy the following episode of Mr. and Mrs. CEO. And welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. CEO. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Since you and I have been together yeah. on a podcast, and it's been a while since we've had guests. And today we have some new guests, some new friends, a couple we haven't met before. We were introduced in a networking group. And I'm really excited to have Laura and Jason here. And Laura and Jason are, they are experts in brand definition, marketing roadmaps. They are creative development into websites, but they are both at their core creatives and they built launched and grew their own business from scratch using their own money and really understanding what it's like when you're building a brand the struggle for resources and the overwhelming parts of marketing and really understand that the struggle that most of us as small businesses go through especially in this day and age so we're really excited to have them here they're also a couple, so there are a couple in business and there are a couple in life. And so we want to talk a little bit about all those things. So welcome, Laura and Jason. Welcome. And feel free to add now <laughs> to your uh, introduction. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. And so awesome that Dr. Noor Ali could introduce us to you. Yep. I think our story kind of began when we actually met while working together at a advertising agency. Oh, and okay. that agency specialized in launching products. So we have oh. that as a background. And then um, while we were there, Laura so had love blossomed in the workplace. <laughs> yes, it yes. did. Yes, we, we were not married, but while we were there, we got married. So we went through, you know, meeting each other, then just working together, then dating, then yeah. telling our boss, the owner of the company, Oh, uh, we're going to get married. Is that okay? <laughs> but by then, everybody knew that we were being put on the same teams constantly because we just had this vibe and energy Chemistry. that worked. Yeah. And so they were like, "Well, we'll just we'll just put Laura and Jason on that again." And uh, and so yeah, that's that was I, I counted up the other day five thousand working days together. So wow. <laughs> I, love, I love that stat. So yeah. working days <laughs> and counting. It was a okay, nice so now I wanna... we, you know, we have, um, you know, you talk about how kind of we fit together and our roles and stuff. And I think it was a natural fit for us because Laura is on like the strategy planning, marketing planning side. I'm on the creative development side. So copywriting, design. You know, campaign ideas, stuff like that. Uh, so that's how we got put together as a team to like develop plans for clients. Oh, because and, you complement uh, each other right off the get go. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you, as well as the listeners, we always get the question, "Uh, you work together? I could never work with my spouse." And my line that I always say back is, "Well, we met at work, so it started." with the work and that's why it works. So I'm sure some some listeners may have that same story where they met at work and 
And that's yeah, we how- get that a lot too, right? Like, how could you yeah. work, especially this last business of ours? So we've had three businesses, but prior, but they've all been independent. So we've run them independently, okay. where we don't really cross over more yeah. support. Like, yeah, yeah, I did my thing, you did your thing, and then we decided, and now let's the- do this together. So collaborating as partners is very different, I think, than working alongside. There's different dynamics. And so it's been a little more spicy this year for us, but that's great. I think I even said at one time, I'll never work with my wife. <laughs> okay, so you guys met at work. You were creative backgrounds at work in you, the work that you did. How did you take the jump then as a couple to go from... And this to me is always like what I find most curious for people is, you know, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart and supplying your own income and your own lifestyle is got a big, heavy responsibility with that. So how did you make the leap from going from paid employment, like somebody else worrying about those things to jumping in together into that? Yeah. How did we, (laughs) that is a good question. I mean, well, it was a, started out as a side hustle, right? So we were working for clients all day, every day. We wanted to kind of experience what they experienced. And Laura had this great idea for a product and that just hit her one day riding the train home from visiting her parents. And she came home, told me all about it. And literally, I think within two months, we named it, branded it, found someone to make it and put a website up. And we're like, let's just do it. And we pulled the trigger quickly and kind of just moved forward fast. And that's how the Hipstick was born, which was the first company. And we sort of did that nights and weekends, own time. It was started out as a hobby uh, a little bit and then quickly turned into a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) and from there we decided to move on from the agency life and focus on that well we realized i think during that process we realized how much empathy was built Mm -hmm. doing it ourselves for our clients like we were now walking in their shoes having to shell out money for marketing and being worried about the spend or building all these assets that we needed for the company. And we said, oh my gosh, our clients uh, that we have at the agency, they go through this. This is their pain every single day. And so it allowed us to open open up a space for these small businesses and mid-sized businesses that we could go in and help at a very affordable Right. That that maybe they were too worried to work with an agency because it sounds it's going to cost a lot of money. But when you work with us, you know, we had that experience and we could come in and be very efficient for them and almost tell them like, oh, whoa, that's that's we've we've tried that. That's not going to work. And it, and it made them very feel very settled mm-hmm. in the decisions that we work with them on. So I love that, that you walked in their shoes. That That's great because then you knew what they were going through. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then fast forward seven years, we, you know, it takes a brand usually seven years to get off the ground. That's, that's what the statistics say. Oh, is it? And so at about seven years, we said, you know what, let's, 
sell this business so that we can experience what it's like to sell a business just like our clients do. And so, yeah, last year we went through the process, the due diligence and the craziness that that is. Isn't it? Now we have the full 360 degree picture of what it's like. And we love bringing that. I think that's been the key, the, just that key piece that we've been able to bring to our clients today who launch their own products. Okay. So you guys currently are still consulting and you have an active, like your, I know your company name is 5050 Creative Strategy, Creative Development. I love that. And so that's currently active today. That's not what you sold. You sold your product-based company, correct? Yeah. So the Hipstick launched us kind of into the entrepreneur space together. It was e-commerce product. And then born out of doing that, we met a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, and kind of realized we could help them with the same struggles we had on the marketing and creative development front. And that's how 5050 was born, second company. Which we run today, I think five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Time is marching by. Right. It does. The minutes feel like hours and the hours feel like minutes. Oh, so true. true. Okay. So, and then are you still, do you still, that, that kind of bootstrap? grassroots style building a business is still kind of like your heart's work. That's where you really feel like you can connect with your clients. Are you a big agency model now? Have you started to evolve into an ag- a big agency model? Or do you keep that kind of grassroots? That's, that's a great question. One thing that we have learned along the way that, that we like to, you know, when we meet other entrepreneurs, we learned very quickly to do what you're good at to spend your time there and then outsource the other Mm -hmm. pieces to really smart people. So surround yourself with those specialists, like our accountant, we hate taxes. Like (laughs) we don't. she's in the business of loving taxes, but we hired her because we knew that's not something we wanted to learn. And so we hired her. So that's just such a key thing that is just like over the years, we, pull in resources that we need to match the client's goals. So like if the client needs content, we've got a partner that we go to for writing. While we build the website, we have a partner to do writing. So it's awesome to have these resources that we pull in. Then the clients don't have to pay for resources on staff all the time. They just pay for exactly what they need as part of their goals. See what we saw happening. We spent, you know, I was in the agency space for you know, 16 years. And when you have a big agency and a big agency could, a, a midsize agency, 15, 20 people, you hire a bunch of people, staff up, you may hire a social media person. Now, every client you go to, you have to sell social media to them in order to keep that person busy. So we, found that we like keeping it lean. It's the two of us at the core. And then we have four or five people who are really core relationships who work with us regularly on things like um, search engine optimization and copywriting, Google ads, stuff like that. And then from there, if there's specific niche things 
we find the right people through our network to get it done. And I think that is the most efficient way to help, especially clients who are in a growth mode phase and they really need to spend more of their money on reaching customers than they do yeah. uh, on resources. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you uh, kind of really touched something that's extremely important. I think underutilized is the network, your network and being able to use them and find them. That's the importance of the network and then being able to bring them in. I like the idea, like this is how we're building a franchise, but we're keeping our head office team extremely lean. There's three of us, right? Maybe four, there'll be four to five. And then just really utilizing the network and those that have spent their time and energy in that one particular area to become an expert and bring them in as needed. And so we've definitely done the same thing. And I think that's really important because then you can find for, I guess I just keep looking at this through our lens is that for us, it took us a while to find even um, an ad agency that wasn't like, you know, I aspire to be able to spend seven figures in ads <laughs> but you need the revenue to, come, yeah. you know what I mean? But to find the support for the, the growth in that small business, you know, your zero to 1 million, 2 million kind of, it's really a crapshoot and you can waste a lot of money and not get any of that traction. So, you know, for us, it took us a while to find that kind of smaller boutique agency that didn't kill us with management fees and really helped utilize how we were going to use our spend, whatever our marketing spend, our budget, our ad spend was at that time. So I can really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the success is evolving. I think yeah. success doesn't mean, you know, a hundred people in an office anymore. I think right. set, yeah. it's cool to be frugal now. It's cool to find, you know, to find the most maximized, efficient, ways to do things. And I think that's really cool about what has happened after COVID is that success is your story. It's not how many people you have or, you know, if you go, if you go do meetings in the Bahamas, you know, (laughs) although that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? (laughs) I'm not going to say no to that, but (laughs) yeah, success is different and it's more about the story. Yeah. Yeah which we, you know, we love being a home-based business. We have gone to look at office space before and just realize, you know what? Nah, that doesn't matter where you do the work. It's the work you're doing. So. Whoa. That whole piece about us building our own product, launching it, funding it, building a company and selling it, that it resonates with our clients and, like Laura said, I mean, whenever we talk to people and they have hesitancy and it's tough because, you know, marketing, advertising, there's a lot of people out there who claim they do this. It's hard to find a trusted partner in that space. Being able to show them like, Liz, we've been where you are. We totally understand what you're going through right now. Like we were pulling together our savings to run our Facebook ads to launch our product. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. we understand and we treat your money like it's our money. And we are obsessed kind of with our client's success. That's what I think fuels oh both of us. We both have that energy of like, 
we want to see you succeed. Like that's what we live for at the end of the day. Oh, that's a great story. I love that. Yeah. There was some, okay. Oh, there's something said oh, about working from home. I'm going to tell you. So Darren has never worked from home. Darren's in uh, his whole, one of his main businesses, his whole life was service-based business, which uh-huh. is what we're creating now. But mm-hmm. through the last five, six years, I've adjusted to working from home. I had cancer, so I had to be home for a long time, going through treatment and then everything, COVID. So I love working from home. I love that I can walk out of my office into my kitchen or whatever, blah, 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 go outside for quick. This is the struggle he has is like, when it's time for work, I'm like, Kate, he's like, no, we need to go to the shop. (laughs) But we don't. We can still, like the work that we do to build the business does not need to be done in an office outside of the home. It can be done here. But you've really struggled with that this last year. Yeah. Right? Like moving to more of that. So it's just kind of interesting. Some people really love that. Some people struggle. You'll get there. I mean, we have a shop because we do some technical training and things like that. So we have, we do have a business development center in there, but I still don't go there to work. I work from home. I like the convenience of it. Yeah. Jason's a painter. So it's nice, an oil painter. So it's nice that he can just pop over, walk a couple feet and be right at his paint palette to inspire creativity. You're right. right. You're right. All the stuff you love is right there in your home. Home is where your heart is. So everything you need is there. There's some upsides and downsides to it. I mean, I think we found that we define success for us as flexibility. I mean, we have... Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I hear that. When we worked in an agency together, I mean, it was a 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. job. It's, It's long hours. Yeah. It's tough work. And you're trying to put creativity like in a box and here at home the creativity just flows better because you can go from working on something very intensively step away from it do something else and usually when you step away from it that is when the ideas come and Mm -hmm. when you're trying to sit there and focus and and force them to come they don't (laughs) you have to work twice as hard to get them I just went through that this weekend. We're writing a book and I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write for eight hours. (laughs) And I stopped out and some of it flowed, but yesterday, nothing. Like, I was like, no, I got to walk away. Yeah. You can't really kind of like demand creativity to show up. Right. And Darren, I totally, it took me about a year to like feel settled to work from home. Like I constantly felt like I had way too much coffee. It was that jittery feeling in my stomach. Like, oh my gosh, am I doing enough? Oh, am I doing too much? It did take a good year to feel settled. And now I can't imagine having to commute, you know, spending two hours of my day commuting when I could be doing work during that time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I love, uh, Jason, your definition of success is really the same for us. It's flexibility. That yeah. to us is, that's what we desire. That's what keeps us in a, as entrepreneurs, really. Yeah. It's having flexibility. And it's not having things. It's not about the things. It's the flexibility to be able to do what you need to when you want to, whenever. And man, yeah, not managing that kind of nine to five. I always say now, I will not set an alarm clock 
to go work out. I will set an alarm clock to catch a plane, <laughs> but not to go work out, not to go to the gym, not to get up for work. Like everything we do now is, you know, again, around some flexibility. Laura, I wanted to just kind of like pivot for a second. Sorry, Darren, did you have nope. I tend to nope, I fine. tend to do a lot of the talking. She's a talker. <laughs> I just wanted to pivot a bit because before we press record, you talked about, I asked you if you, you guys have you done lots of podcasts and you had talked about as a female CEO and, you know, I think your product was a female-based product, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You said that you had done a lot of podcasts and chats in the female entrepreneurial world and now you are partnered with your partner and just wonder if you can share a little bit about that difference for you and how the balance is now. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I think it's a pivotal moment or story for me when I look back. I'm almost 40, so I look back on my 30s now. And I think it was that a key moment in my 30s where I had a realization about like what I wanted in life. So I think it was right. It was either before or after COVID. I was going to see a like a career coach because I was struggling a little bit with the business, just with my time, like with my time on this women's product. And she said, uh, this coach, you know, wonderful woman, she said to me, I wonder if you're struggling a bit because it's a woman's product and you are in a business with your husband and you want your husband to be involved. You, you want that shared passion. And mm -hmm. Jason was phenomenal working on a woman's product. I mean, he can, he can work on any product. We've done cat litter. We've done <laughs> crazy products before. Ice cream, doing ice cream was oh, great. Nice. So he was fantastic during that process and you know, learning about the product and the solution that it gave women. But she made me realize that I, I did want to share the work we're called 5050 because I think that I think that really defines, you know, us and our skills. And so at that moment I realized it would be a great time to transition transition into the next thing and to discover what it's like to sell a business. So that really was a great conversation to have. And I think for entrepreneurs, anytime you're you know feeling stuck or you're feeling worn out to kind of take that assessment and to say, you can make a change. You can make a change right. at any time. I think we forget that. Yeah. I think we forget. We're like, you got to yeah. just keep doing what you've always done. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it's funny. Our agency is called 5050 and it really came from, it has multiple meanings. Like I'm on the creative side or is on like the strategy planning side. It's, you know, 50-50 strategy, 50-50 creative, but also our partnership is is reflected in that. Like we we actually sit right next to each other at a desk in our office. And when we were working on Hipstick, yes, I was still very involved because I was running the website, running the ads, doing the creative. But Laura is really the face of that company being a woman product. And the voice of that brand and you know selling that and then now being all in on 5050 it's great because we're now we, both the face yeah i mean we talk yeah. to each other all day yeah. every day 
(laughs) It's funny. I know some people like have this thing about work-life balance and our work-life balance is just that we weave work in pretty much to everything. So, you know, it literally is like us falling asleep talking about work. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, that like some people talk about how do you like, and so that is always one of my questions when we interview couples is like, how do you, <laughs> how do you create boundaries around work and, and your personal life and all that kind of stuff. And so many people, now I'm going to call some people out, but not directly, but so many people are like, Oh, you know, after five o'clock, we don't talk about work or, Oh, we don't, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We don't talk about our relationship during business hours or whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're like, everything's enmeshed. Our whole life is. We've we've done business together. We've done life together. We've raised kids together. We've buried loved ones together. Like, we've celebrated birthdays and anniversaries together. Like, all of it. All of it has been together. So, I don't think for us there's, what are you laughing about? (laughs) Come on. Speak up. You've already said it. Well, sometimes I go, oh, can't we just shut this off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does happen sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. We need a holiday. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes we have to have a safe word. But one of the things that we've done, and I don't, I, I know we don't know each other very well, but for us, like couples always are like, oh, we go for a walk at the end of the day and reconnect. And, you know, it's all beautiful. I'm kind of making light of it. But for us, we don't even do that. Like sometimes we go for walks, but it's not like, you know, it's not for us. It's the, it's a bath. We have a, we call it the bubble bath boardroom because (laughs) Darren has a bath every night. Every night he has a bubble bath and I'll jump in there with him for a few minutes. Most times it's just, you know, I'm there for two hours. Cause he's in there for two hours. Like he legit. That's where I do my reading, my research, research, market, you do sales. Yeah. Sales. (laughs) It must be so soft. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years of working hard. <laughs> so what we, we, what we have found is then uh, during that time, sometimes if there's stuff that has needed to be worked out or all of a sudden you get this like clarity because you're in close proximity. I mean, we're both naked and sweating. So you got some vulnerability, <laughs> down, right? All your barriers are down. And it really, that's really where we, really find some connection in clarity. And so we actually started an email series called the bubble bath boardroom weekly email series, because it really became our, it is our place. Yeah. Wow. That is so awesome. That's good. It's part of our, uh, our we move a lot. So if we look at a house, it has to have a good bathtub. We checked the bath. Yeah, definitely. What's funny is we sort of have this a similarity in that now ours isn't a bathtub, but we we have a like giant two person shower that you could fit like ten people in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> this was a renovation we did. This was the first renovation we did on our house. Like it was like a must do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, people are like, you guys shower together every night. We're like. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time to talk. It's a great time to talk about clients. To me, it's fifty fifty. We do everything together. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys have the shower. We have the bubble bath. This is yeah. really. You're the first couple that has actually revealed that because most people, like I said, are really like, oh, we go on date and we make sure we have a date night, which is all good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but. I agree with you, Jason. I, I don't think that there's like a balance. I think that it is about what flows. And for us, 
we can get pretty intense. We're both pretty intense people. We just have to really learn to read cues too, right? Like to know that this might not be a good time. I'm very strategic minded and I'm also a past investigator. So I ask a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And if you're not focused, it'll irritate me. And also my questions will, what? Yeah, they, they're pretty pointed. <laughs> so we, you know, we've learned to read some cues and figure out now that we're collaborating more and in each other's space, but just a little bit about us. So you've talked about how you've navigated kind of those personal parts. It's really not a navigation. It's just you enjoy all of those things. What would you say is the magic of your partnership? I know you kind of spoke a little bit about like being a little bit like one's creative and one's strategic, but both as a couple, like your whole entire like being, I guess, your life, because that encompasses work, whether you're a paid employee or building a career in a company or your own, like uh, work is still a large portion of what we do and who we are. So what would you say is the magic of your partnership? Oh, I wish you guys could see this, the listeners. They just looked lovingly at each other. We laugh because people think that we're brother and sister. Because I think we do look, uh, we've been told we look alike. I think when we met, you know, and we weren't, we weren't a couple yet. And we met, there were so many similarities about our personalities, about our values and goals and our interest we like a lot of the stuff that we like to do are shared interests so and even the things that aren't similar so like from a personality standpoint we just balance each other out laura if things didn't change very often i'd be okay with that laura okay. loves change like she wants change to happen like we can't have the same meal in the same month <laughs> like, like, come on! Like, I can I eat pizza this, like three times a week, <laughs> and so I think just those things we just balance each other out really well. And I think we've learned owning a business and being business partners together. It changed the relationship too because you had to really understand how to communicate with each other, and you've kind mm. of mentioned it with like you can come off as a little intense sometimes. I think we both have that. And we've had to learn like, well, I'm a fixer. So sometimes like every problem, you know, Laura comes to me with, I want to fix it. Sometimes she just wants to vent. And, you know, we've learned to to just be, I guess, just gracious with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the, that. the, that's the magic, I think, is, is this like, you're in awe of the person's skills. And I think if, you know, to your listeners in these marriages intertwined with business, like there will be hard days, but you go back to why did you get together in the first place? Like, what was it about that relationship that was special and that you were drawn to that person? And days can be stressful and hard. You can lose your, you can lose your way from that. And just going back to that is, it's like any, it's like a business, just like a business relationship, you You have to work at, you lean into the things you're good at and you build off of that. And then the things you're not so good at, you need to like, be aware of those and be honest with each other and be like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I stepped on your toes there. I do that sometimes. And you learn to, uh, 
communication. Communicate. Really. Yeah, communication. Yeah, communication, communication. Yeah. Well, like we say, business is really personal. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's very true. It really is. That's the premise of our book. After four businesses, all of which have included family in some structure or kind, it is very personal. And for people to say it's not, anyway, I won't get into that. Sorry. I'm going to, otherwise we're going to end up in a whole other hour. <laughs> this is like, I'm a social worker at, like that was my professional training is also as a social worker. So I'm, I love human behavior and human change, but yes, business is extremely personal. It has been for us as much as we, you have to make some transactional decisions, but it is first personal for us. What we do is when things get a little bit intense for us, it's like we have to kind of the safe word that we always forget. And then, <laughs> what is it? I don't know. We always forget. <laughs> it's like, sometimes we have to remind each other, wait a sec, we're on the same team. Yes. And we both want to go in the same direction. So, yeah. So I thought it was very well spoken, Jason, and what you said. So to wrap this up, I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. These are my rapid fire questions. I like to ask. Do you want to ask? Can you read my writing? You probably can. Yeah, you just go ahead. Oh, you're just very You've good been at so it. quiet on I this. I've been listening, actually. I've been getting a lot of good nuggets of gold out of these. They're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. This so. has been a really enjoyable conversation. So I like to kind of wrap it up with a few fun little questions. So the one thing, and I would like, if you can answer the question for your partner. Okay. So Laura, you would be answering for Jason. Why did you okay. ask the question? Like on the newlywed show? <laughs> the newlywed show, do they still have that? <laughs> something, <laughs> like, something like that. What I like to ask is, first of all, what do you think Jason can't live without? Oh, easy creativity. Oh. He must be creative in every facet of his life. He has, I mentioned he's an oil painter. his, his, His life's work is creative design, digital design, but even cooking. So he's the cook in our family. And- Uh. Through our marriage, I am so lucky. I have eaten the most amazing meals oh, thanks nice. to his creativity. And Jason, to you, what could Laura not live without? I would say cycling. It's Ooh. actually one of the things that actually brought us together. She was a spin instructor, and I oh. went to a few of her classes. And then we started road biking together. And cycling is not just an exercise for Laura, but or me. I, I've kind of learned this from her is it's, it's sort of like a meditative state. I mean, we use it as a place to listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks. We do a lot of brainstorming while on the bikes. It's, I think, something that she likes to have as part of her life on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's our one activity <clears throat> that we do together, but we're split. Like, we yeah. don't have a tandem bike. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be pretty cool. But so we're split, but we're doing the same activity. And yeah. you know, we say, okay, you want to be back in 90 minutes. And for that 90 minutes to feel the sun on your face and just, yeah, I love oh my cycling. gosh, it's just creativity just flows. Fun fact. So I love long distance. I, for years before, six years ago, I diagnosed with cancer. But before that, for 10 years, I was an endurance athlete and I did Ironmans and long bike rides, that kind of stuff. Darren is a mountain biker. He's a fast and furious kind of guy, right? So he likes fast, challenging. I like long, steady, open road, like all that kind of stuff. And one year he came with me. We went on bottom of road bike 
and he rode the highways with me. It was a four hour ride, yeah. four or five hour. He, he threw his bike away. He was like, I am never <laughs> doing that again. <laughs> My rear end hurts so bad. <laughs> Darren, I got a tip for you. And this is what I'm, I plan on doing once I can't keep up with Laura anymore. Just switch to one of those electric bikes. We got them now. We did. We did. <laughs> Well, three years ago, everyone knows. The last year, I bought her an electric bike, so we both got e-bikes. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, one more question: What do you think Jason wants to be remembered for? Hmm. I think that he is a problem solver. Okay. I think it, with his family, with his work. And he, I think it goes back to the creativity too. It's this idea that he's the guy that you can go to, to find a solution. Would you say that? Yeah, I think that's very accurate. I'm a, that's a, I think I mentioned before, I'm a fixer. I'm a problem solver. I I just, it uh, keeps me going. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jason, what would you say Laura wants to be remembered for? Would want to? I think probably being a positive energy. That is another difference between us. I'm kind of like the maybe a little shyer, yes, more, more a little more stoic, a little more stoic. I would yeah. say Laura is a bundle of energy. Who's very you know energetic and positive and. Keeps us laughing and oh. <laughs> keeps everything upbeat and brings the families together. And oh. I think definitely that's what I'll remember her for. Well, that's beautiful. Would you agree, Laura? That's really sweet. Oh. Are we on like a marriage? Is this a marriage podcast or is this a business <laughs> podcast? Are we having a therapy session? <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, go have a nice rest of your day. (laughs) It has been absolutely a blessing getting to know you guys. Like, we didn't know you beforehand, like, just through an email. Uh, You're already up there with some of my favorite people. I can't wait to continue to build a relationship with you both. I feel like we will reconnect again very soon. Thank you so much for your time, Darren. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this has been a great podcast. It's been really good to meet you guys and to just to see you guys together and, and talk about each other. That was fantastic. Yeah. We have a lot in common. It's the four of us have a lot in common. Yeah. I love it. So thank you very much. And yeah, we'll connect on the flip side. All right. Thanks a lot. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mr. And Mrs. CEO. If you enjoyed the podcast, We would really love to hear from you. We would. If if you you didn't. Well, too bad. Don't tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to sign up for our weekly email. Of uh, Bubble Bath Boardroom. He got it right, guys. This is like the fourth page. Um, You'll find all the links, everything you need in the show notes. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.